Very good afternoon and welcome once again to the Mari podcast where we help you to make sound financial decisions. My name is Kudzaim, your usual host, and I will talk you through the extremely long three-year month of January that you and I have just survived. So I did tweet out uh, some a few hours ago that we're going to sleep in January and thank God that we will wake up in the next month, which is February. We are here. Listen, whatever you did in January, whether you got things right or wrong, don't be too entrenched in the things that you got right. But at the same time, don't also beat yourself up over the things you got wrong in January. Like one of my friends said, and a shout out to you, Lee, please, January was just a free trial. Our real new year starts today on a Monday, the 1st of February, 2021. So new day, new month, new decade, who this? So let's look at our very quick figures, uh, very quickly at our figures that matter, because this is really us trying to help you to make sound financial decisions, uh, particularly concerning your personal finance. And then where we can, we also try and treat issues to do with small business, because I know many of you are running hustles. Many of you are doing all sorts of freelancing work, and that keeps you, you know, in the game, keeps you able to afford the nice things in life. So where we can, we'll try and speak to that. But just to sort of summarize uh, the month, or to just share with you the key highlights for the month you know, of January, uh, bringing us to here where we are as we begin to now launch into the year, hopefully having taken care of all of the things we're not sure about. For Zimbabweans, I know that we ended up in lockdown. Many countries across the world also doing the same thing. And I think very necessary considering that our Christmas and New Year activities uh, did cause uh, a lot of uh, ripple effects. And may I just say condolences to those that may have lost uh, families and, uh, you know, and friends or dear departed loved ones uh, may you find strength and comfort in these extremely trying trying times and let's continue to make sure that we take care and do the things that are necessary let's do the basics just like we emphasize here about the basics of money can i encourage you to do the basics when it comes to you know uh, uh, avoiding covid19 let's make sure that we wear masks and we wear them properly including above our noses let's make sure that we socially distance i know people are used kufaka pressure but guys we just have to unlearn certain things Let's make sure that we are consistently sanitizing our hands. And then, of course, let's minimize movements and only move when it is absolutely necessary. This is one of those things where really it's a zero-sum game. Um, you know, if one person misbehaves, all of us lose, really. So let's do the best that we can uh, to try and behave in a way that would help all of us to be able to live and to enjoy life. So looking at inflation, we got information from Zimstats who have since told us, and I think I must congratulate them because it was really awkward each time we had to try and pick up figures which would come around the 15th or 16th mid-month, and you know, this would be in retrospect. Trying to wrap your head around it was quite difficult, you know, in terms of a cycle. Thank God now that they've done it the right way. They're no longer doing it manually. They've joined us in 2021. They are now in the 21st century, and so we'll get our figures without fail every month like they've said you know around the 27th and that helps us to sort of speak into what's coming so we do know from them that our year-on-year -year inflation figure sitting at 362.63 percent i do hope that you see what is happening there zimbabwe's country zimbabwe's country code is 263 and so here is our inflation 362.63 percent uh, year on year that would mean if you had a dollar you know, um, uh, last year, you know, to buy something for a dollar last year, this year, you would need, uh, you know, uh, about 362.63 times that same amount. Um, so that's a lot. I think when we started, we did speak about the fact that 
you know, last year, um, uh, you know, we spoke about the fact that last year when we started the year, the rate was sitting at something close to about 22. And when we began BC, it was about 110. Uh, that means then if you're holding Mariaco in US dollars, if it angered my US, then really you would have beaten inflation just by simply converting whatever you had and then literally holding on to it as United States dollars. You would be, as of today, you know, uh, receiving um, that amount you know, plus a bit more because obviously that's uh, close to about five times how it went about 500% by all means beating inflation. So certainly uh, holding Forex is something that helps here. Uh, granted though, there are places where there is US dollar inflation. We know that many things have gone up even in US dollars, but give or take, you should have been okay if you're able to at the very least, you know, save your money in United States dollars. I think what is more interesting to many of us is uh, the more current figure for, for us in the month of January, which is a, uh, uh you know, the, the, the monthly inflation, uh, it's been a while since inflation has gone up. So really 5.43%, that's quite a lot. Uh, I think for people who are based outside of the country, you know that in your countries, this is inflation that you may record in just a full year, you know, uh, in our case recorded in a month, that is something that must worry us. But those of you that have been part of this podcast ever since we started or joined in at whatever time must know that we always intend to try and beat inflation. So if you're putting your money in anything really, even if you're buying and selling sweets and you made more than 5.43%, uh, you know, at least in Zimbabwe dollar terms, then congratulations, you were in some way able to beat inflation. The target is always to make sure that purchasing power is preserved in the best way we can. Now, for me, what is more interesting in all of these uh, is the figure that they pushed out for our total consumption poverty line, a line by which we say, listen, for everything, not just food, uh, everything really for you to be able to live per individual, you would need 4,987 Zimbabwe dollars. Again, I want us to take a scenario of an average family of three uh, children and perhaps two parents or two children and, 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 you know, perhaps two parents, all things being equal. We are saying give or take in a household where you do not get 20,000 Zimbabwe dollars per month, which is loosely 200 United States dollars or slightly under, then really you are poor. You know, and this is, again, something that you want to make sure that this year, if you're going to give yourself personal targets, just try and make sure that you are not poor. Generate more than that income per head in your household. Because listen, I know we could go into discussions around the politics of what government must do, but they're not doing it, guys. You know, we're not getting any younger. Most of us are getting older, um, you know. So it's important to begin to think around how do I take care of myself in light of this. You want to make sure that your standard of living is such that you are able to be in a place where you are not considered amongst the poor. Now, I'm by all means not a part of the ruling elite in this country. I would by no means be called wealthy or rich, uh, at least by country definition, but at the same time, I wouldn't place myself amongst uh, the poor. I'm grateful that I'm able to generate income that at the very least matches and at some point, uh, you know, actually beats this level of income. This should be a target that at the very least be above this. So this is a challenge or a challenge to all of us who are in different spaces. If you're making less than this, you need to then have a mindset this year that says, how do I begin to generate more? I was reading an article that was generated by McKinsey uh, Consulting, um, uh, you know, in, 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 in collaboration with the World Economic Forum. And the commentary was as simple as this. This is a crossover year. This is a year of, uh, you know, where things begin to move, where we don't focus on just being alive, but we try and see how best we can thrive in spite of the situation handed to us. I highly encourage that that be the mindset amongst us. Because besides that, Wangorodi, it's not like we have many choices, really. So it may be necessary for those that say, ah, oh, we don't, don't be too optimistic, guys. Mozo D, 
you can't lose everything you know you've got to make sure that in some regards you are fighting to stay above uh, water so listen if you're above that you are amongst the elite in this nation and uh, god bless you those that make sure that we stay afloat and i'm talking to people who are outside of the country who gave us a whooping one billion dollars in remittances some will argue um that this is because, you know, it was bummed up because there were not as many unofficial channels anymore. Uh, but again, we know that this is far from what it should really be. Uh, we still had groceries coming in. We still had a few bits of money coming in with individuals uh, or, you know, those swap deals that are being done, the FNB, Zimbabwe type deals. We know it's much, much more. So we will always say, like we've always reiterated, like other colleagues have said in this market, we really don't have an issue in terms of if I may call it generation, our biggest exports are our people. Uh, of course, there's tobacco um, and, you know, a few other things that we we export. But we know for certain that this is a really huge chunk that matters in this country. Um, I do not want to comment around how this should then link up with voting, but I do agree with that sentiment. But let me just say that that tells us a lot about the opportunities that could be there, you know, if we're able to manage this money that we get in the right way the opportunities don't mind the noise that's in the background i won't edit this out because i won't find the time i live in a place where there's solar that just tells you that something has happened with the battery and the system and stuff like that but let me just say that on the forex rates uh what it simply tells us what it simply tells us um is that we have a management issue and i want deep dive into this we have everything we require the only problem is that the allocation is poor and let me say, before we rush to point fingers at those that are leading us uh, or ruling over us, if I may put it that way, let this be a lesson to us that we ourselves do not translate the same behavior in our own families and may I dare say in our own lives where we really have enough because most people are not in a really very bad place. If only they could learn to manage it better. This is our intention and our desire that we may help you to make better financial decisions. But that said, we know that we ended the month with rates still looking at 82.63 on the formal market. Extremely large gap there, I would say, with what it's looking like outside. Um, it closest really was uh, the in score rate still sitting at a very nice divisible $100 for the ease of meds. And of course, uh, the pharmacies continue to lead us. Um, and I want to think that their rate is a good indicator of where we are going, considering that health is where perhaps a lot of money is going right now. Um, 120 is what they will quote you. And this gives us a market average of anything between 115 to 117 for transfer transactions. And then, of course, 101 all the way to about 105 uh, thereabouts, you know, for your mobile money transactions so this is where we are sitting at you want to perhaps be as prudent as possible where you can i think just try and punish yourself use the bigger rate uh, which is 120 that disconnect between the formal rate and the informal one really urgently needs addressing and um yeah, it would be an interesting time because considering that even the people who are exporting now, uh, you know, it's another indicator where you see uh, Arabs are coming back and saying, listen, we're going to take much more from exporters as if they have not suffered enough. So this is Zimbabwe for you. And that just points us to why we expect that the ZSE would continue to perform. I mean, everything points in the direction of continuous rallies if things stay as they are inflation high you know forex rates are continuing to run away you know where people get zimbabwe dollars they're going to look for assets that they can afford they're going to look for places to uh, put cash as their home um, they will continue to come back to the zimbabwe stock exchange to try and get meaningful returns 
And the market did not disappoint. I think just looking at uh, the African market's returns, we see Zimbabwe once again leading in spite of a few dips in the last few weeks of the month uh, and still recording you know, still recording and whooping, uh, you know, US dollar gain of 35.12%. And that is phenomenal by any means possible. Now, I'll tell you something, and I'll speak to this at the end. My personal investment for philosophy, I don't believe in being greedy. If I'm able to make anything between 30 and 50% in dollar terms on a transaction, I look at myself and say, listen, I've done well. Uh, I know Zimbabweans will not accept this because you guys are just used to multiplying what are times two, times three. But we do need to actually begin to have a mindset that is correct around these things. Very, very important to realize that these are decent grades. Uh, returns and let's look at what ETFs were able to do. ETFs finally launched in this month, and we saw ETFs closing the month with returns at a peak, I think, of about forty-five percent for those that got in early. But by the end of the month, I, th I saw from price sheets, uh, you know, today, which is the first, at the end of the day, we're looking at returns of about thirty-nine point six nine percent. That again is not shabby. I want to say here, listen. If you are not interested in the market, at least do it for your children, you know, as they are growing. Tengareva now my ETF. And if you don't like them yourself because you feel that I'm a more sophisticated investor, then by all means, Mongo Pindam, came market, and did you go in for the actual assets that are contained with the ETFs? You know, pick up your Mikos, pick up your Sitcos, pick up your Cassavas and your Econets, or whatever is in there. I don't remember everything off the top of my head. Um, but I'm just saying for a person who was lazy and not sophisticated, or not necessarily lazy, that might be a too harsh a word for someone who is unsophisticated simple if you're new to the market we will come back and say again Zaima shares Zaima etfs so that at the very least that one thousand dollars you have per side you can quit 390 it's not shabby guys you're still beating inflation in a really big way and i know that that amount of money can buy you another two liters of oil because you guys are so besotted with it and sugar and other things that are basics that we require or three loaves of bread at this point we are living in a pandemic we must never forget that lest we forget every single dollar matters and I think, uh, speaking of returns that are huge, I think we saw what was happening around the world uh, quite recently, you know, with the Reddit community coming up to pump Dogcoin uh, to try and punish, you know, uh, some of the bigger hedge funds. Uh, and then, of course, uh, today, very recently, uh, trying also to pump in XRP. Uh, and I got to know so all sorts of nice new terms just from crypto coins. Uh, let me say crypto taught me lessons for life, lessons that I am not willing to learn again, lessons that cost me a bit of money. Uh, I think it was a roller coaster month, seeing profits and then beginning to lose money because you got greedy or you tried to take positions in places too late. And I want to say that all of the things that I've learned, I will summarize in one tweet, I think. Uh, but let me just say that there are lessons to be learned. There are things like pumps and dumps. You want to make sure that you don't get greedy. Stick to the rivers and the lanes that you are used to. But let me not get into that because I want to really speak to it all by itself. Let me just say that it's important for us to stay learning. Um, you know, anything can happen in any market. Uh, the world is extremely volatile at this moment in time. Uh, there is power that is coming from the internet that was not known before. I think I would say that institutions as we knew them, uh, the establishment is being challenged or challenged. And so it is important that we stay learning, we stay woke, um, we stay safe. We want to make sure that we manage risk. Risk can never be eradicated, but it is important to manage it. So crypto coins did teach me a few things uh, this particular month. 
And it's interesting to note, uh, I think just comparing with how things were moving from December through to January, there was quite a rally for Bitcoin coming to an all-time high and beating, you know, uh, the psychological mark of 40. And then, of course, coming to a support type level, uh, anything between 30 and 33. I'm not an expert in these, but those that know will tell you uh, that there is some form of uh, settlement. Just this week, uh, you know, uh, uh, Elton, um, what's this gentleman's? Oh, yes, El Elon Musk. I'm so sorry. I like Elton. Um, uh, so music so here's the thing he just tweets rather he doesn't tweet he changes his bio on twitter uh, to bitcoin and immediately you know the coin jumps up by five thousand. that really helped some of us who were stuck in some positions to get out and reposition ourselves in places like eth uh, i think i'm becoming more and more of an ethereum fan uh, mostly because i realized that the likelihood of it you know reaching uh, and giving gains in this year is much much higher it's already beaten its all-time high of 1450 i think getting up as far as a thousand four hundred 76 it looks very feasible that it will go to 2000 none of us can tell the day nor the hour so like the song said but there's an opportunity there i will say especially for those of us that are young uh, that are looking to retire this is one of the places you could literally get into in the long term and know that with crypto you will always get a return provided like you've done in any other market. You want to make sure you buy as low as possible and then sell as high as possible. And high must involve you having a strategy up front. I think it's one of the lessons which, again, I'll talk to uh, somewhere uh, towards the end. Maybe in a separate uh, you know, uh, uh, a podcast, perhaps, uh, or a separate write-up, just so that I could uh, share key lessons I learned from the month of January. I think I'll put it in a newsletter because I've been toying with the idea of just putting out a newsletter. Um, many of you have attended some of our events. Um, I think we've at least a thousand, a thousand five hundred, uh, you know, subscribers and we will let you get an opportunity just to hear insights every week because the way things are wait, going, uh, waiting for a two-weekly podcast or a weekly podcast might not be fast enough sometimes and we do want to document some of these really important lessons, uh, tweet them, share them amongst ourselves, discuss them and really immortalize them uh, as written words. So it's important that we begin to think about how we'll move going forward. Now, we know um, uh, that in, in Zimbabwe, uh, we are waiting for vaccines to come through. As we speak in South Africa, they have taken delivery of theirs. For us, we are being told by our Minister of Finance, they've set aside 20 million, and then they would now want to secure the vaccines. We don't know how long that will take. Some of us are still waiting for the small business stimulus of 18 billion, 18 bids. First, we lost the 15. Now we've lost the 18. We're still waiting on you, Mtuli and Co. Um, I want just to say that it's important for us to really think about the environment we are in, perhaps some key reflections as I come to an end because I don't want this one to be too long, is to important uh, to make it important that we think about the fact that health is more important um, above wealth. Listen, you could make a thousand dollars or ten thousand today. If you were to fall ill, we've seen some of the entrepreneurs we know on Twitter who fell ill. We've seen the bills that were circulated. Not many of us generate that amount of money in a month. So you want to ask yourself, listen, if I lose my health, will the wealth matter? So let's make sure that above all things, we preserve our health. One of the most powerful presentations I attended is that through our incubation program, we ran his eyes on hub some five years ago. We brought in a guy called Teach who was teaching our startup owners on insurance. And we thought he would speak about insurance for goods, insurance for services, insurance for equipment, you know, and, and a whole lot of other things. But he started off by saying the first thing you must insure is you yourself as an entrepreneur. If you're not alive to push the enterprise, then there is nothing to talk about. So my personal uh, mantra for this year is health, wealth, and happiness. And the more millennial one, 
we sound sexier is uh, the one that says body, you know, uh, bank, as well as bliss. You want to make sure you stay healthy. Then you become wealthy and you also have, well, uh, you know, happiness. You want to make sure that your body is in good shape and then you build up the bank. And then, of course, this will all translate to bliss. So advice in older Machando's voice. As we get into this new month of February, forget the old things. Just remember the lessons you've learned. Don't go getting burnt in the things that burnt you in the past month. Um, be very careful. Uh, be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. You want to make sure that you have definite investment objectives. Be clear about what you want to do, right? Know when you've made a profit, whatever market you're trading in. Personally, I'm a big believer in taking profits. If I've made money, get out and then wait for yet another opportunity. That is the nature of markets to have cycles and dips. Of course, I know someone was saying on Twitter that uh, trade the trend, but the trend I believe in the markets that I know most of us trade in, it's ups and downs. Buy things as low as possible, sell as high as possible, wait for yet another opportunity to build. And then for certain types of assets, you may need to hold on. I think that's one of the key lessons I learned from crypto. Buy low and then hold. They call it hodl. Uh, you will see from the picture I will use you know, for, um, which I have a sort of the net, which I've used for this specific uh, podcast as our uh, picture for this podcast. I found it very interesting. Just hodl it, uh, where you find that many people who've made money this month from the dog coins, from the XRPs are people who bought when it was very low. People who bought even as early, I would say as, you know, uh, December. I'm one of those people who literally bought dog coin by some whim. And I believe in Dunonzwamari, you know, but sometimes I'm disobedient. Um, and then for some reason, I sold it at a loss of $4. I put in 50 bucks, didn't move as much as I just thought. And out of novelty, I didn't even understand the coin. And then, you know, I got out at like a $3 or $4 loss. And the next day, I just wake up, this thing is pumping. I could have been a millionaire. But we live, we learn, and uh, we pay rent, we pay school fees. This is how we move forward. These lessons will take with us into the future. So... Lean living continues to be an important part of our lives, not because we can't afford to do more, but let's live as lean as we can, as long as you're above that total you know, poverty consumption line and you're living a decent lifestyle, free up as much money as you can to put into assets that will make you more money. Some of us don't have emergency funds. This is the time to build them up. That is one of the objectives and ways of doing it. Take profits as you go. Very, very important. So convert Conversion for me is very important. Many of the things we share in this podcast are not things, and even in our groups, are not things that are new. The question is, do we do them? You know, I loved how in one of the groups I'm in, people were sharing around how people behave around tokens and coins. And, you know, a farmer who's doing a tobacco crop is patient enough to have a cycle that lasts an entire 12 months. Then they reap. You, you buy one Bitcoin or a quarter of a Bitcoin or even, a, a, you, know, a, you know, 1% of a Bitcoin today. Tomorrow, you're consistently looking and say, how far, how far? I know how far is a financial term in Zimbabwe, but we do need to develop HANA and just wait to get the returns all in good time. So that ability to buy low and then to wait and to be consistent in the things that matter is important. I was speaking to a friend who I helped to manage their portfolio today and I say to them, listen, make sure that you are consistently buying something on the market every month without fail uh, so that the average cost of whatever you're buying, whether it's coins or it's shares or whatever else you're investing, it could be business where you invest in yourself, absolutely necessary. In fact, on that score, 
I would also say uh, that points me to the next thing, which is to add skills. Now, I like what one of my uh, colleagues shared, uh, one of my personal finance colleagues, uh, Gabriel, shared. I don't know where he found it, but he shared something like, uh, you know, if you're always broke and you always have time, then perhaps use that time to find new skills. There's never been a more perfect time than this. Now, I know internet people and Twitter people don't like to hear this bit, but let me say this. If you're always broke, always on internet, you know, why not take a little bit of that? Go to school. Now, some of the people I follow, one of the people I follow on uh, Twitter, I won't say who because she doesn't want to be uh, put on blast, talked about certain digital skills you could learn. I found that on Udemy for as little as 10 bucks, you can learn a new skill and then you can add to how you make money on the internet. And a simple question which she always challenges us with every few uh, weeks is this. Have you made a dollar off the internet today? So think about it. If you have time, if you have internet access, then get new skills because where the world is going, not every old skill will be useful. And it's important that you and I, who are literate, the literate masses of Zimbabwe, many times are uninformed. I want to challenge us as a nation to convert our just literacy, the ability to read and write, and I've said this many years before, to financial literacy, to digital literacy, to digital skills. I want to end by sharing a quote that was shared by one of my favorite authors, James Clear. And he says, Instead of working towards retirement, which I know many of us are worried about, and I will do a special podcast around that in the time to come, how to prepare for retirement in the 21st century for Zimbabweans who lost opportunities in past dispensations. An entire paragraph, isn't it? He says, instead of just working towards your retirement, work towards an ideal lifestyle. There's usually a path to get there in a few years instead of a few decades. I want to challenge those of you that are listening um, Maybe let me be Pentecostal and say, those of you that are under the sound of my voice, I want to challenge you for something that I'm doing this year. I've said to myself, I'm going to take my own advice. My pinned tweet on my Twitter handle is very, very simple. It contains six things that I shared in response to one of the people I follow um, who asked a simple question. What kind of information or advice would you give to someone who is 10 years younger than you. And I shared these things within the context of Zimbabwe. Looking back at my own life and the turns I'd made, the things I'd gotten right and gotten wrong, I find this a new decade to start over. Sometimes what you need is just maybe a year or two to work really hard and then thereafter you're okay. Now I've said personally, I'm going to try and uh, achieve these things without fail in the next two years when I turn 40. And I intend to be extremely wealthy by the time I'm 45. Here are the things I said I would give as financial advice to someone 10 years younger than me. The first one is have a budget and use it. You just have to have a plan for your money. I didn't put that in the tweet, but I took it for granted. But the six things I highlighted are these. Build up an emergency funds of three to six times your monthly expenses. So I can be able to tick that. I've kept my expenses low. I'm living a lifestyle and I can afford. I have a fund which has a multiplier of more than three that covers those monthly expenses. And I've put it in a place that is safe where I know nothing will happen to it. And it is also at the same time accessible to me at a very short notice. Buy shares in solid companies every month. I'm taking my own advice. I've been building a portfolio all of the shares I've bought so far have given me a yield uh, so far of at least 100% in the year to date. And that's not bad at all by any standard. Purchase properties that you can rent out in any location. I'm working hard on that. Um, 
I'm not able to share, obviously, because some of these things are personal details. But let me just say this to us as Zimbabweans. Let's not be fixated too much with being in certain areas. If you are in a place that the property that you are owning, you are able to rent out, you are able to make more than you've put in there, there's a decent yield, then by all means, go ahead and do it. Number four, don't fear to build a business and particularly an online one because many of us have time. Listen, the best entrepreneurs in the world are actually people who are solid from the age of 45 and these are countries that are developed. So if you're 45 in Zimbabwe, technically you're actually, you know, uh, you know, you have time, really. So by all means, start and make sure where you can that that business can be based on some online skill. Take skills you already have and see how best you can bring them online so that you can monetize those skills in this digital world. If you don't have skills you can monetize, that brings me to point number five. Continually upskill. I said this before in my last podcast. I will say it again. Look up things people are doing to make money online. Get new skills. Have that as a side hustle. Pay for internet. I took a week off the internet myself, uh, well, mostly Twitter in the past week. And what I did in this last week was just to revisit my dreams, my abilities, my skills. And I realized that I have many opportunities I could make use of. Conversion is key. And the last but not least, continue to change your circles. And that doesn't mean that you should get rid of people who you grew up with, you know, whom you've known for quite some time now. It is simply saying you want to make sure that you continue to follow people who add value. Curate your timeline. The people I see who are in my, I have about 15,000, maybe 15,400 followers. I follow about 2,000 people or so. I don't see all of them. I have a special list that has less than 100 people, which I see when I want positivity on my timeline. Then as and when I desire, I will choose to drink from the poison chalice that is the other mess called Zimbabwean Twitter. But there, there's positivity. People are sharing ideas. People are demonstrating things that they're able to do. And then I continue to learn. I keep my mind fresh. I also am able to have new skills that will give me new opportunities in the future. One of my friends tweeted um, that it's important to think about, particularly those of you that are very young, you're less than 30. By the time you're 30, think about even a completely new career. One of the things my parents taught me some years ago, because they are both teachers, was they had, um, you forgive me for saying this, but listen, that's the truth. They had white friends who would start off as engineers, then later do law, uh, then you know finish off as a farmer or something like that. And they would say, Perhaps we are too scared to do this, but this is something you guys must think about. Don't just have the one career in your whole life. I started off as a banker. When I left, uh, because I had encouragement of that nature and I would say some form of support, I began to go towards enterprise development, uh, personal financial wellness, which are things that critically one may not really go to school for as such, though I made sure I got the skills, certificates in that score. And of course, my past experience was extremely helpful uh, in doing that work. But I now have really, and then after that, that got me into this area of hubs and digital stuff. So really in a pandemic year, you then have more than one thing to lean on to bring income in your life. Hey, I've put out my heart in this particular podcast. I think this will be the most, you know, the most heartfelt one I've ever put out and the most relevant, I believe, for people who are my age. That's why I'm really taking my time with this one. Guys, let's think about those new skills we can do, things you've always wanted to do. By all means, try them out. You just never know what will reward you. And so after all has been said and done, the intent for us is extremely clear. We want it for all of you guys to end in wealth. So I'm taking my own advice personally. I want to come back at the end of the year if the Lord has kept us and testify around each of those six things. At that point, I'll be able to tell you 
what my wins were, what my gains were, where my losses were, and how it all worked out. So please continue to subscribe. If you've heard this particular podcast and you're not part of one of our discussion groups, one of our broadcast-only groups, by all means, just send a message to 0772191282 on WhatsApp and we'll send you links to join the groups. You can also be able to engage with us on Twitter as well as on Facebook. In both instances, it's at MariPodcastZW. If you are looking for past episodes of podcasts, if you're looking for past blogs around all things to do personal finance and small business, by all means, visit our website www.mari.co.zw. And don't forget while you're there, to go and hit the donate button. We are accepting all forms of payments uh, just so that you can appreciate, buy us a coffee, buy us a drink with the crew behind the scenes. You will find that on Twitter, we've shared the various platforms. You can also find us on including Telegram. Let's get in. Let's share knowledge. I don't know everything. Um, I did promise that, you know, once we open up again, like I'd intended for this year, hopefully from the second quarter, I'll be bringing in guests or specialists on different topics. And therefore, we are able to help you to make sound financial decisions. So thank you for your patronage. By all means, retweet, share, share with family, in friends, groups, in whatever spaces you're in, church groups, school groups. Let's share so that the people around us can also be financially well while we ourselves are financially well. We know that if we socially distance Banyan Zemari, we'll have a problem. Well, this has been a long one. I'm giving it to you so that Mumbo And if we do that, you and I will be wealthy. Certainly, it will end in wealth. Now, I'm not a specialist. Find specialists in many different things. Follow those people. And indeed, it will end in wealth. Thank you. Cheers.